Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Keep clapping for the class. Hallelujah. Wow. Where then comes, are you there? Your clap cry doesn't sound like you. Come on. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. Take your seats. Wow. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's good to have you in church. Turn to the neighbor on the other side and try and sound like you mean it. It's good to have you in church. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Well, it's been quite a weekend. Yeah, we started on Friday. How many of you were blessed to be here on Friday? Wow. We heard a beautiful message, yeah. And yesterday continued at the gospel encounter service. Bishop Kwefu was there. And I mean, are you there? But now it's our turn again, amen? Yeah. So if you were not able to make it on Friday for whatever reason, make sure that today, dear, you collect double, double portion. Hello? It's like you have missed a meal in the house. And then you have come at another meal time. Then you ask them that, so where is my food from yesterday evening that I didn't eat? Uh-huh. So collect that one. They'll say it's in the fridge. They'll tell them, warm it for me and bring it. Then you have that one. Then we have this one too. Is it a good idea? I believe that we're going to have a very good time here. Bishop Kweku is here with his beautiful wife, Lady Past. Lady Reverend Shine Atiemo, please give the congregation a wave. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> and she and her husband have been up. Hey, you have been in Tamale now for how many years? Though? 29 years. For 29 years. So we were together for 15 of those years. And then we were transferred to Kumase and they took over and they have expanded the work and it has become so beautiful. Bishop Kweku is <laughs> oh, it's a good place to clap. You, your one friend you have been calling to church, cry, you are not able to bring the one church. Somebody has been able to be there and thrive. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. And they have brought a good work and a beautiful work in that place. Amen. And if you've ever got there to enjoy the yeah, it's a, it's a place. It's a, tell anybody it's a place. You be here, it's a place. Hallelujah. Bishop Kweku is the convener of the Jesus is the answer denomination. Amen. And he is the bishop's builder up there. 
Yeah, he has supervised and he has built some himself and supervised the rest. Over 616 bills, I mean, over there. So me, mom, there, if I were you, I will make sure that that anointing there, I will tap into it. Because some of you, you have built one house and you are biggest. The one where I have not been able to finish. There's no loo in the house. Mercy. Mercy, mercy, mercy. Or there's one loo and you and everybody, you are sharing that one loo. Oh, when your daughter goes into the bathroom, let's just say all of you, you are for the next how many? Two hours. Are you there? But you're going to build another house. And some of you have not started because how to even acquire the land? This is the man who has led the church to acquire hundreds of plots up there. Are you there? And you one plot that you are looking for, you are still running around like a, hey, if you don't know how to do it, the anointing is not there. Tell your neighbor, they will take you for a ride. That because of this man today, it's a Sunday, it's not a convention. But you see, any anointing that you are looking for, when you decide to tap it, you actually get it. That's why I'm sharing this particular part with you. Hallelujah. But it's also a wonderful picture of the word of God. And those of us who are here in the present service, we have had one dose and we want another dose. We want, we want another course, you know. And I know that you are also going to be blessed. And so I want you to stand to your feet this afternoon. Giving honor to whom to honor is due. Help me to welcome Bishop to us ask your neighbor I mean there are churches and there are churches but I believe you are in one of the best churches hallelujah oh I say you are in one of the best churches amen you can go to a church and you can easily feel like you are not in a church but if you come here you can see that you are in a real church Hallelujah. And I want us to thank God for Bishop Dark's life, our father. Oh, let's celebrate him. Celebrate him. Celebrate him. Hallelujah. Nico 
Nicodemus told Jesus, no man can do these things except the Lord is with him. And I believe that what we are seeing here in the north beyond the borders of Ghana, no man can do this except the Lord is with him. And it doesn't matter what the enemy tried to do and say, go on Facebook, it's not going to work because when the Lord has anointed somebody, you a single shrimp, your words cannot do anything. And no matter how bad you try to paint him, hallelujah. So let's celebrate God for this great anointing that we all have come to find some shelter under. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And I believe that in this church also, you have one of the finest pastors. This side, you are not sure. Hallelujah. Okay, let me allow you to sit down. Please take your seat. I am holding a microphone today because almost, yes, 29 years ago, Yes, Joy and Bishop Bruce, they came from Norway. God called them in Norway. And when God called them, he didn't even bring them to Kumase. He called them to the north. And then they came. The roads were not tired when they came. Yeah. In those days, we had taxis in Tamale. When you sit in the taxi, you can see the road whilst you are sitting inside. The town is rusted and you can see the road, the ground. Yes, and the dust will be coming. If you are traveling from one end to the other, you have to have two clothings because you have to have one that will take the dust and when you get to where you are going, then you wash your face, you wash your hair, you change and then you not wear the dress that you have kept in the bag. That was when they came to Tamale. I listen today when you come at least we have some third rows. And I listen. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's the third most populous city in Ghana. From Accra Kumasi, Tamale. Yes. And it's blessed. It's blessed. But it, how many have not been to Tamale before? Can I see your hand? Oh. I think half of your life you have missed something bad. May something bring you to the north. Hallelujah. But, but, you see, I'm describing a time when, when you have gone to live outside for so many years, nine years of enjoying good roads, good life somewhere, and God calls you, you would have loved, you would have loved God to send you to another comparable place. Are you listening? Yeah, but even if he sent him to Ghana, okay, maybe stay in Accra or Kumase, yeah, but to send you to a place, are you listening? Yeah. You have to be called. Uh, they used to live at a place called Nyampala. And when you are going on that road, yeah, one time they were going home and then there was, it has rained and water has covered the road. And when they tried to go in, their, their car became like a boat swimming and going there when water was carrying them so it is in the midst of this that they came to Tamale and then some of us have just finished school and have been posted there and they took us under their arms and trained us this book that I'm about to share with you many many nights you see 
ears dry, rocking in their chair. When we have come for Tuesday service, when we close, then we are now following her to the house to go and have all night teaching sessions. Yes. Yes. She will be awake. Yeah. Yes. And she will have coffee and things. When you try to close your eyes, she will show you the coffee. You go and take the coffee. You see, we, we, we are there till 4 a.m. After a Tuesday midweek service. And from there, you just go home, bath, and you go to work. But by the time you get to your house, day is broken, and then you just bath and go to work. So when I'm standing here holding a microphone, I wasn't just born to be, I mean, a preacher. Some of you heard a few of my stories. A very, very bad boy, I heard listening, who, who was going to even do bad things. But God sent them into my life. And they have brought me up, trained me. Those of you who are not clapping, I, I don't know. But don't worry, I'm going to preach. But sometimes you need to recollect the people who have made you who you are. Hallelujah. So you don't just, you know, there are pastors and there are pastors. Uh -huh. So me, I've come to my pastor. I listen. And they have not just taught me the word of God, even how to be a man. When I say a man, not a man who wearies, but a man who behaves like a man. Yes. 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 I will have an argument with my wife because I'm a normal human being. <laughs> and, and, and I'll go to, I'll go, you see, my wife, she knows that when she goes to mommy, the case is won because she knows the judge. And I also go to Bishop Patrick and I'll go there and I said, Bishop, can you believe? Can you believe? And Bishop Patrick asked me, can, can he believe? I said, can you believe? My wife said A, B, C, D. And then he'll be there. He has a way of putting his hand at the chain. Like this. And then he'll be doing this. And I'll be pouring out my heart. Ah, then when I finish, he said, Kweku. I said, yes. You are wrong. <laughs> hey. But it doesn't end there. I don't like what I'm about, but he will tell me. I think you should go and apologize. <laughs> so the way I flex my muscles in the house and and then when you come to the house, she should be there cooking. And she won't be, she's not talking, she's not minding me. And I'm trying to find a way to say I'm sorry and I, I'm looking for the opportunity. And then she'll just cook in it. By the way, when I'm angry, I'm not angry with food. So... <laughs> Hey, hey, I'll eat. Hey. Many years ago, my sister taught me a lesson, so I don't joke. When I was a little child, when I become angry, I said, I won't eat, I won't eat. Then one day they asked me, ah, is it only today or every day? <laughs> she wants to know that, is it only today or every day? And my sister, if I had opened my mouth, I would be like, but I won't be alive. <laughs> but I'm saying all this to say that even in my marriage, they've been, I mean, the bedrock of our marriage, a counselor, and, and 
and today if I don't preach if I don't preach in this service and I say to you that whatever she says try and do it I listen you see the mother of Jesus in John chapter 2 when the people didn't have wine she came to they came to her and she went to Jesus and even Jesus was trying to become like oh my time is not up and all that he just went to the people and said that whatever he says just do it don't argue it doesn't make sense but just do it and can you imagine we want wine and you are telling us to go and fill i mean gallons with water i listen how i listen but the mother of jesus told them something i know my son i listen and i'm telling you i know this woman you see yeah a lot of prophecies even the car i drive now a lot of them she prophesied it long ago and she told me that she's not wearing green grass and skirt and things with powder on her face you know you can put one white powder here and this thing to look like a fetish priest and things and so when she's saying some of the things i said mm, but i've learned to realize that her words don't fall to the ground hallelujah I said, if I don't preach this afternoon, just take this word that you have a very anointed woman of God. I listen. She doesn't call herself a prophetess or this thing, but I can tell you. You see, Abraham, we don't know Abraham as a prophet. Yeah, but in Genesis chapter 20, God told Abimelech, let the man pray for you, even though you are a dead man. And God told Abimelech, he's a prophet. So sometimes somebody can be a prophet. He's not carrying the title, but I mean, just look at the trend. Just look at the advice. Just look at the sermons. And as you apply them to your life, you see that your life will be going from one grace to the other, from one level to the other. Is somebody hearing me? Yes. I feel, I feel that some of us, I mean, it's almost like, I mean, yes, sometimes the work of god can look as if we are in a military camp and something and you are asked to do this you are asked to come for meetings and things and and we feel that oh we have other things to do and all that but listen to me don't struggle don't struggle when it comes to this area of your life because when god loves you he will send you a man when god wants to deliver you he will send you a man when the children of Israel were in Egypt and, and, and they were crying and this, and God told Moses, I've seen all their crying, everything. He didn't send soldiers, he sent Moses to them. And I believe that God has sent her into your life. And I pray, I pray that you will allow yourself for the words that come out of her mouth, which God has given. The words are not for her. She's over 60, she's okay. I listen, but God has raised her up for you. And therefore, you do well to submit yourself and to just, I mean, whatever you want for me. And I thank God that, I mean, 28, 9 years ago, God gave me that privilege to serve another. I am standing here because they made me who I am. And so that grace is upon their life to turn many lives, lives around. And you are the next person that God is going to use them to turn their lives around. Hallelujah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think we can close and go home. Where is the offering bag? Let's take the offering bag and close. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's pray. So, Sister Joe, I want to thank you so much. And Bishop Patrick for blessing me and my wife and all my children. All my children. All my children. Our first child wanted to stop the breast milk because I needed my breast back. 
Why are you looking at me like somewhere? <laughs> Somebody is sitting by the wife, husband, and it's like, mm. if you are not married, don't worry, you, you will come to learn some things. Okay, okay, let me say it in another way. We wanted to stop. The child was old enough. The teeth is there, biting nipples and things. So we need to stop breastfeeding. Yeah, and I went to Bishop Patrick. And the first advice he gave me that don't start any fight that you cannot win with a baby. Do you understand? Yeah, because if you say you are going to stop breastfeeding and the child starts to cry, a certain cry in the night, you see that you, the husband, will be there. Charlie, look, why don't you put this bread into this child so that we can have some peace of mind and sleep? That's why the first two nights. Yeah. So, so, so I'm telling you, I mean, what you don't know, even you don't, you have never walked that road before, but when you have good people like this, I listen, preachers like this, through their counsel, I listen, a road you have not walked on, you walk on and you run faster. Is somebody hearing me? I'm speaking to somebody. I'm speaking to somebody because you have not allowed yourself to be pastored by this great woman of God. I listen. You come to church all right, but then you see, even, even your things, nobody knows about this and your problems and your challenges, you don't share it because you want to appear in a certain way. But I believe that God sent me here to tell that, look, how long are you going to continue in that way? Are you listening? Yeah. The song says that, I mean, oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry things to God in prayer. Are you listening? And all because you don't share certain problems. You are so secretive. It's like, Charlie, when you come to church, you want to appear in a certain way. I have problems. I told the people on stand, I've smoked weed. I've worked with homosexual friends before. Yeah, you won't believe it. Do you understand me? Yes. I've had issues in my life before. I've been a mate, a, a trotro mate before. And pushed truck in the market before. And even those who buy meat and pour into another sack. I was sowing those sacks in Carnation Market. Small boy. Who was looking for money. Hallelujah. But when God loves you, then he gives you people like this. So please, uh, there's somebody here, I believe that the Holy Spirit is letting me say all this. Yeah, so that today, 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 yield yourself. Yield yourself. Jesus told Peter, when you are young, you do what you like, you go where you want to go. I listen. But when you are old, it is a mature person. He said, you stretch forth your hand and another will bind it and the person will lead you. So when you are mature, that is when you allow somebody to lead you. When you are immature, you feel that you can do it. Jesus advised Peter that. He said, don't, don't worry. When you are young, you do whatever you like. But when you are old. So I pray that somebody will mature through this service and allow yourself. Because the things that God has prepared for you, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Neither has he entered into the heart of men. The things that God has prepared. And I pray that you will yield yourself. You will sober down. And I mean, I, oh, I don't know. But I, I feel that, you see, you see so, sometimes, sometimes there, there's a certain resistance. And sometimes it, it's almost like another spirit is trying to cut you off. Because if you open your heart and hear certain things, 
your story will be different. The devil likes it when you are somewhere, when he has an opportunity to always come into your life and let you do things that you yourself don't like, but you can't stop. You need another voice in your life. And you are, he's trying to let you cut you off from that voice. But I pray that this afternoon, something will open in your heart. Are you listening? May, 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 may that gate that you have shut, may that gate, may the anointing of the Lord open that gate, the gate of your heart, so that you will submit yourself in a certain way for God to minister to you because God can use angels to be a blessing to you. He will use the pastor that he has given to you. The Bible says when Jesus ascended into heaven, he gave gifts unto men. What are they gifts? He gave some apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. What for it for? For the perfecting of your life. For the perfecting of your life. Your life must be perfected. For the perfecting of your life. Your life has to be perfected. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So from today, let something change. Let something change. If you are asked to do something, please, with all your heart. Yes. Maybe somebody, but once it comes from her mouth, that this is what we are doing. Just flow. You don't understand. Just flow. Just flow. And I know that God is going to bless you. Hallelujah. Let's take an offering and go home. How many more minutes do I have? Ten minutes. So in the next ten minutes, I listen. I want to share from this book. Hallelujah. Amen. Chapter one. Chapter one and point number one. There are seven reasons why the subject of loyalty is important. And the point says that loyalty is the principal qualification for every minister. The minister there doesn't mean a pastor. Are you listening? Yes. A minister is a steward. Start from verse 1. Verse 1. You see that it's talking about the mysteries of God. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. Okay, let the book go and the scripture come. Say that moreover, it is required in stewards. Are you listening? That verse 1, verse 1, verse 1. Okay. Let a man so account of us as ministers of Christ and stewards of the mystery of Christ. There are certain secrets in God. Are you listening? Yeah. And for God to reveal those secrets to you, I mean, he needs to trust you in a certain way. And so the Bible says that, I mean, it is required. The requirement for those secrets, the things that God are hidden from men. Are you listening? The secret for that, the Bible says that the requirement is nothing but just faithfulness. First Corinthians chapter 2, he says that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has he entered into the heart of men. The things that God has prepared for them that love him. There are things that you haven't seen, you have no idea. If somebody ever told me that I'll be driving a, 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 a Chevrolet Saab Evan and live in a seven-bedroom house on five acres of plot, what, with nine whole golf course in it, Eyes have not seen. Growing up, I was living at Zongo Junction along a big gutter. When it rains, the gutter gets flooded and comes into her and enter the bedrooms. So, so there is a realm that God wants to send you. And that realm, I mean, the, the, the key to enter there is faithfulness. Is somebody hearing me? Yeah. Yes. It's very important that you understand that because faithfulness you see sometimes you are looking for somebody to do something and we always look at I mean certain 
criteria, certain qualifications. And it's true to look for all that. But when it comes to God, God looks beyond what your, 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 your abilities are and looks at your heart. And when he looks at your heart, he's looking, are you faithful? There are millionaires sitting here. I said there are millionaires sitting here. I said there are millionaires sitting here. Some of you are going to be wild businessmen and businesswomen. And God is doing that on purpose. I said he's doing that on purpose. Because the construction that is going behind it, Guinness Ghana won't support it. But do a Valentine bash. Casapreco won't support it. Do a Valentine bash. Go and tell them and they will support it. Blasters, they will support it. So, so God also in his wisdom raised up people. Are you listening? People, his own people. Before the children of Israel would leave Egypt into the wilderness, he knew that they would need a tabernacle in the wilderness. And so what did he do? Even before a start, the Bible says he gave them favor in the eyes of the Egyptians. And when they went, they stripped all their gold, all their jewelry, every financing, they, and they gave all to the children of Israel. Why? Because God knew that along the line, he's going to ask them for money to build a tabernacle in a place where there is no gold found. So when I say that there are millionaires sitting here, there is a reason and there is a purpose why God will lift you up and put so much money into your hands. But the question is that, will you be faithful? We will find you in church. Will you not come and tell us that now your goods are coming from the harbor and you need not to be in church, you have to go and meet the goods. On a Sunday morning, are you listening to me? Yeah, the young and the old, I'm talking to you today, this, this afternoon. When it's time, you stop me because I can preach this Messiah to the night. Yes. Hallelujah. Are you here? God is looking for faithful people. He's looking for faithful people. And I was telling the early service that, you see, when God, God wanted somebody to go and deliver the children of Israel from Egypt, you see, it is about negotiations. It is about how you talk. Are you listening? Yeah. And you won't believe it. God met Moses in the wilderness at the backside of the desert. And God met Moses. And when God met Moses, God told Moses that he has seen the cry. Exodus chapter 3. He has seen the cry of his people and the tears. And their cry has come up to him. So he's coming down to deliver them from there. And from the Egyptians. And when he finished telling Moses all this, he told Moses, I'm sending you. And God, Moses was telling God, I, God must have made a mistake. Are you listening? Because in chapter 3, I mean, suddenly Moses began to see that he is not the person to go for certain. You are going to stand before Pharaoh, and then you are, as you are going to stand there, you are a stamina. And you are going to tell Pharaoh, let God, that, that's here the Lord God of Israel, that you should let his people go. You go and stand in front of Moses, and then he says, Pharaoh. That 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 the Lord God of Israel. Let my people go. Ah, by the time you finish then Pharaoh said that ah. Away. 
So, so Moses told God, Lord, you know I have a problem. If it is negotiating to set your people free, I don't have what it takes. And many of us sitting here, we don't have what it takes. Are you listening? Yeah. I mean, what business? You started this table shop, it is gone. I mean, the money is gone. They bought everything and then the money is not there. Are you listening? Yeah. So, so Moses told God that, Lord, you know, I can't speak well. I don't know how to speak. I'm a stammer. And even God, you can even see that I'm even struggling to talk to you. And ever since you, I even started talking to you, if it is somewhere, you would have even cured me so that I can talk to you nicely. Moses was telling God, are you listening? Yeah. But you see, the Bible said God was angry. Who is on the scriptures? Exodus chapter 3, verse 4. Has the laptop frozen like how it does in my church? Yeah, go down. Go down. Let me look for it in my scriptures. Okay. Which scripture is that? Four, 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 sorry. Four verse 14. Four verse 14. Yeah. And it says that, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, it's not Aaron the Levite, thy brother. Aaron was five years older than Moses. And Miriam was old enough to tell Pharaoh's daughter that I know somebody who can take care of this baby. That was baby Moses in the, on the river now. Yeah. So, so God told Moses, is Aaron not thy brother? And God said, I know that he can speak very well. Are you listening? So God, Moses has a brother. If you even want somebody from Moses' tribe, there's somebody in the tribe who can speak very well. But God didn't choose Aaron. He didn't choose him. Why? Why? And he said, okay, if even you can't speak, I'm going to send you, but you will be a God to him and he will be a mouth to you. But for Aaron to lead the people, no. No. Are you listening? Why? Because Aaron is somebody who under a little pressure, under a little pressure, will change. In Exodus chapter 32, I mean, when Moses went to the mountain to go and collect the Ten Commandments to come up, when he stayed there for 40 days, the people came. Are you listening? Yeah. Some of you, I mean, when somebody cries a little, nah, no, you have changed. Yeah. When, when my children, when they were growing up, I learned something. When we go to a shop and we get to the shop, ah, that the one is nah, nah, and you roll yourself down. That's the end. You will never get that thing. You'll never get that. You'll never get it. To cry for me to be moved to buy that thing. No, I won't do it. I will not do it. So when they learned it very early because when they cried, they realized that the thing doesn't come. I will not budge. So now, when they come, then they come. Daddy, can we have this? And when they ask, I give it to them. So they realize that, Charlie, there's no need to cry, manipulate daddy. Are you listening? Yeah. And some of you husbands, when your wife wants something, they just cry. Okay, 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 okay. Stop, stop. Even when you have made a mistake and we are talking about the problem, you won't let us talk about the problem. Is it my fault that I did this thing? A small mistake that I did. 
me so miserable. I'll go to my mother. You won't go anywhere. 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 Are you listening to me? Yeah. So under pressure, under pressure, the people came that so make us a God. You have been through all these negotiations. Yeah, a lot of the miracles, it is Aaron's staff. It's not Moses' staff. It was Aaron's staff that was put down, that became a snake. It was Aaron's staff that turned the Nile to blood. Yes. It was Aaron's staff that brought the lies. Read your Bible carefully. Read your Bible carefully. It was Aaron's staff. So you have seen all this. You have seen all this. And then now, you were there when the sea opened. You went through dry land. And people have come and they are saying that, make us a God. And you see, under pressure, he just said, Charlie, bring your wedding rings, bring your earrings. And then he fashioned it into a calf. And he became the priest of the calf. And organized a feast. And the Bible said the people rose up to play and brought so much disaster. So you see, God is looking for somebody that he will bless financially. But he's looking for somebody, when you are blessed today, you will not change. Are you listening? Because God knew that Moses would never change in the face of pressure, in the face of difficulties. God chose him despite the fact that he didn't have the qualification physically. Moses is a man subject to like passion. Yes. His first wife was, is it Zipporah? Yeah. And he realized that dark girls are nice. Turn, the, turn to the nearest society that like, you are dark and lovely. Look, if the brother is not saying to you, tell the brother, if, if you say, I want you to know that I'm dark and lovely. <laughs> Are you here? Am I preaching to somebody? Yeah. Yeah. In Exodus chapter 12, Moses realized that Charlie, I think she needs some dark girl be to Jesse. I mean, yeah. So the Bible said that Moses and Aaron, Moses went and married. He came down to Africa. Egypt, they are a bit fair. So he came a bit down to Ethiopia. And found one of these Ethiopian girls, Charlie, who is just like you. Are you listening? Yeah. And Moses brought the girl around. But when Miriam and Aaron saw the girl, they were angry. The Bible said that Miriam, Moses, Aaron and Miriam spoke against Moses. Are you listening? Because Moses had married an Ethiopian woman. And God confirmed, he said, for. Not that it was being rumored, maybe Moses was chasing the girl, he's not chasing, it was specific. The Bible says four, he has married an Ethiopian woman. So God himself was confirming. Yeah. <laughs> Can you see that? Yeah, God is not, I mean, God is not worried about it. Moses had done it, and God was saying it as it is. Do you see? And now God told them that, look, if there is any prophet among you, I listen, I speak to them in dreams and in visions, but not with my servant Moses. My servant, I speak face to face with him. Were you not afraid, I listening, to speak against my servant Moses? And then, then Miriam became a leper. Leprous, white. Yeah. But he said that, I mean, Moses married a dark woman, and since Miriam hated a dark woman, God made her 
become leprous white. So, so white that, I mean, he will see that the black is nice. Yeah. You see? Yes. You're, you're a very wonderful person. But you see, I'm trying to let you see the testimony of God about Moses. In verse 7, the Bible says that, I mean, if there is anybody here, are you listening? Yeah, that I talked to. I talked to him, but my servant was not so. And say that, who has been what? Who is faithful in all my house? So no matter the pressure, no matter the difficulty, whether Moses has money or not, whether there is a job or not, whether there is a husband or no husband, child or no child, Moses will never change. And when God sees that thing, God uses such a person. I pray that God will find you faithful. I said, may God find you faithful. I said, may God find you faithful. It is, a, it is a cardinal point. It's a cardinal feature. It is a cardinal qualification. When you read the parable of the talent in Matthew chapter 25, I mean, when the master came, the two people who did well, he used two words to them. I listen it. Matthew 25 said that, well done. I listen. Now, good and what? Faithful. Good and faithful. Good and faithful. Good and faithful servant. Good and faithful servant. So, you see, faithfulness is a major key. Faithfulness, it means that you will not change. I listen. When you are correct, you are correct throughout. I listen. You are correct throughout. If you have accepted Jesus, hold on to him tight. Yeah, you don't change. Today you are like this, tomorrow you are that. No, 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 no. Be faithful because it is a qualification that God looks out for. It's a qualification. Hallelujah. And Paul knew this. So, so he told the people in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17, he said that he has no man like man that he can send to them. I listen. He's sending his servant Timothy. I listen. And then he gave the qualifications of Timothy. He said that his Lord, second, uh, uh, first Samuel, sorry, Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. He said that for this cause, I listen, I sent unto you what? Timotheus, who is my beloved son, and what? And what? Yes, there were other people, but none of them, none of them. Paul couldn't send anybody. He sent a faithful person. So listen to me. God is raising up people here. Are you listening? Who have money? Who, who, who take, I mean, you will sponsor this gospel. Are you listening? Yeah, but he's looking at your heart. He's looking at your heart. And I pray that even if you are not faithful today, are you listening? Today, as you hear this word, we are going to pray and God is going to change your heart because when all he needs is not your ability. It is about your heart. It is about your heart. So people are there. They may have the graces to do things, but you see that it's not working in a certain way. Or God won't even choose them. God even choose them. Yeah. There was a song, a singer in Ghana. It was called Onipenia. I don't know how many of you have heard him. This man was doing tour in France and in Germany. And do you know how I sing? Me was manabe, me was manabe. That's the song that he sings. It's not this type of. Onipenua. Onipenua. He was touring. So it is not about you having a nice voice. But you see, when you are faithful, because even when you are giving you a voice to sing, are you listening? You want to sing and charge. You want to sing and charge. Oh, Michael Jackson and his brothers, they were all church people. 
church people, but when they took to the world to go and use that thing for money, that was the end of it. That was the end of it. Yeah, that was the end of it. Is somebody hearing from me? Yeah. When, when, when someone came to uh, Jesse's house, God calls, Saul has misbehaved, and God sent Samuel to go to Jesse's house to go and appoint one of his seven children to be the king of Israel. And when, when, when some, someone came, he, then he called Jesse, bring all your sons. And as soon as he saw Eliab, I mean, take tall. I mean, to be a chief. I mean, some places, if you're a very short person, you can't be a chief. But listen to you. They will not make you a chief on earth here, but God is making you a chief somewhere. I listen. If, if you have a blemish, like your limb, all these things, you, you, you are disqualified. I listen. Yes. So, 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 and I'm sure if we even come to our region here, it's not everybody who can be a chief. Recently, I saw some chiefs being removed. Yeah. Because as a chief, you, I mean, you know, Bema, they will buy, say, you say, we Bema. Yeah. Yeah. Put on your cloth. Are you listening? Yeah, not like a chief you are coming and I say, Have you seen a chief? Have you seen a chief like that before? No, have you, have you named the town that you can find a chief like that? So, so when someone came to Jesse's house, I mean, as soon as he saw Eliab, I mean, take tall. Take tall. Are you listening? Yeah. Because he has seen Saul. Saul was a shoulder higher than everybody. I mean, a giant. That was how tall Saul was. When everybody is standing, Saul is standing, he was a shoulder higher than everybody. Everybody's head will be here. I mean, yeah, you see that when he's standing, yeah, this is a commander. And the Bible says that when, when Samuel saw Eliab, he took his horn of oil, Charlie, yeah, he was going to and God said, hey, 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 hold on. I listen. Yeah. You see, I'm trying to point something to you. Eliab may have the physical structure to occupy the office. I listen. He may have the niceness and everything. When they describe David, they said some rooted guy be, I listen. Ah, Yeah, but his brothers were not like that. They qualified. These were people who were in the army and all that. But when he was about, God said no. No, because God was looking at their heart. What was he looking for? He saw somebody who his father had sent him into the bush to look after a few sheep who was so faithful with those little sheep that he's prepared to risk his life for those animals. That a lion and a bear will come and David will say that, no, 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 no. As long as I'm the caretaker of these animals, none of them will. I will fight with my life. I will fight with my everything. And you see, when God sees somebody like that in the bush, he said, yeah, this is the person who can be the CEO of my people. I will prefer him any day over this giant over these people who have matured their body and this thing because I'm looking for somebody who will be faithful with my people and church God is looking for us are you listening yeah may we prove ourselves faithful are you listening may we prove them. you can even have a body when men see you it's like Jack Kai 
Amen. When you created or you were crafted. Ah. What a guy. Some of you are busy doing bodybuilding, which I've done before. I listen. Because you have watched cartoons that you've seen Johnny Bravo is selling. When you see the macho man, I listen. What Bob Bench is, ah, it's like Charlie. You want, when you marry, there will be no pillow in your house. This breast will be a pillow for the lady who chastens her not there to soon. But you know something? Eliab had a body, the shape, but God didn't choose him. He chose somebody who had faithfulness. Who had faithfulness. So you may not have what it takes physically, but once you are faithful, God will choose you over all the people that have those abilities. And today, I want to counsel you that if there's anything to do, are you listening? Fight to be faithful fight to be faithful. You may be in the university, you are having a course. Yes, you can finish your course, but without faithfulness, nothing will work. Yeah. How many of us want to marry an unfaithful man? Maybe the brothers will prefer their wives to be unfaithful. So even you, even you, who is sometimes also not faithful, are you listening? You are, you are looking for a faithful brother, looking for a faithful sister. You are looking for faithful children. So how much more, God? Are you listening? It is a principal requirement. And that's why I'm so excited that you are in a church where you can be given an opportunity. Oh, let's start something. Even if you can't start it, can we start in your house and just support it and help it? Are you listening? For some of you, that will be your training. That will be your training. That will be your training. Is somebody hearing me? Yeah. I pray that God will touch us and anoint us and help us to be faithful stewards. Are you listening? Yes, we may not have what it takes. Even, even how to do business. You see, you, 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 you will learn how to do business by learning how to do church work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you let a church grow? It's the same way. Yeah, whatever makes tomatoes grow, it makes onions also grow. Yeah. So, so even some of you, you must come and be, look. What, what is the church doing? When you see a church like this, if you like, open a church like this and see what will happen to the church. Whether ants will even even come into the church. So there is something that is working, and I'm telling you, you, you even become skillful. You even become skillful when we talk about anakazo and banks are using anakazo book to go and do to do their banking. Yeah, there are banks when they, they lecture their people and they use the test book. The test book is Anakazo. Yeah. They just change the name and call it what? Prospects and this and yes. Yeah. They do visitation. Yeah. If if you if, if you're a certain if you're a certain kind of a customer, yeah. When when you have a funeral, they they appear there. With with a hefty donation. Yes. Yes. I listen. So even the banks are using the principles in the church. And I'm telling you, you, when you become a shepherd, when you become somebody who is working, you see that God will impart these things into your life. You will be shocked what you can do as yourself in the house of the Lord. Oh, today I pray. I believe that there are people here who today you must decide that look, I mean, this coming to church and not doing anything, eh, today marks the end of it. 
today marks the end of it because i've seen that what what i mean i don't have what it takes but even as i work in the church that faithfulness will be built me i wasn't like this so yeah 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 my, my stories are horrible they are horrible yeah it is the church that has changed somebody like me to be standing here and talking to you this afternoon and i believe that god is giving us that grace hallelujah you you can't by yourself it takes a certain power it takes a certain power and that power comes when you surrender your life to him when you decide just get involved i didn't know what church is church to be a pastor hey how do you pastor people me now i'm a problem myself i need a pastor not to pastor people but god will turn your life around is somebody hearing me it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful you may not have the physical qualification like somebody who is very eloquent but when god sees your heart he will choose you god saw the heart of david the work that david was doing in the field and then he chose him the same thing for elijah god is looking for somebody who will not come and live you around so he goes around he sends elijah to town and he goes through the farms and he found a farm where they were working 12 yoke of oxen and then one of them was on the 12th month the one the way the person was working and this and god said ah i like this person yeah cast your mantle on this one so god is looking out for people and he has not stopped he's not stopped the bible says, a faithful man who can find him but may God find you. I said, may God find you. That's why this afternoon, I want us to pray. I said, I want us to pray. Because I believe that if there's anything we need, some of us, you don't need money. All you need is to become faithful. Yeah. Sometimes you are even working for somebody. You see, what you don't know, what you, what you don't know how to do, God will send you somewhere. And what you don't need that, even staying with somebody, it's a blessing. It's a, I was taking the early service. To use fork and knife and eat. Hey, the knife will cut my mouth. And the fork will prick me. Yeah. So, in my house, there was nothing. When we were growing up, I mean, our kitchen things, there was a basket contained. Yeah, and that's what we put our silver and saucepans and everything. That, shelves. When I grew up, I said, hey, I've eaten iron. My mother used to have some lard there be, I mean, a, an aluminum one. And when she's preparing the stew, you know, the bomoni, you see, he has to be crushing it and then will be rubbing it. Ah, I realize that the thing has become half. No, so when I grew up, I realized, hey, man chopped iron before. <laughs> Yeah. It never occurred to me that when I grew up, I said, ah. And sometimes you see it to be going, and when it becomes half, it is even nicer to use it because like, it has taken a certain shape. How many can identify with that? Yeah. But you see, God will send you somewhere to learn how to even learn, I mean, to do this thing. You may come from a typical village, but you become Charlie a very. I mean, sophisticated girl, sophisticated man, because you humbled yourself. You humbled yourself, and God imparted into you this grace. Oh, this afternoon I pray. May God is raising up men and women in this service. I feel, I feel that people who, who, who go all out for the Lord, 
And today, if only you go on, there are mysteries in the kingdom of God. And what God is requiring is he just wants to see a little sign of faithfulness and you will ride on it. May God find that faithfulness in your heart today. Stand to your feet and let's pray. I want to pray with you. Some of us, we know ourselves, I mean, even how you struggle to come to church, but God brought you here to hear this word. But today, you want to tell God, Lord, yes, I mean, they've been coming to call me, they've been struggling with me, but today, I surrender my life to you in the name of Jesus. Some of us, I mean, we've been asked to do things in the house of God, but we feel that it may take our time, we may not have a certain freedom, and so we keep running away. But today, I've come to let you see that God is just trying to help you to build up faithfulness in you so that he can now open up the tap of blessing in your life. As every head is bowed, you want to just talk to the Lord God right now and you want to pray for your heart. Some of us, if you have not been faithful with the Lord, begin to talk to the Lord and tell Lord, yes, I have not been faithful, but Lord, today I pray, I pray and change in the name of Jesus. Speak to the Lord God. Speak. You are a young girl, young boy, I mean, you don't know what the future holds. Pray for your heart. Lord, help me. Give me a faithful heart. Give me a faithful heart. Pray for your in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that it is required in steward. You may not have the grace, the ability to do certain things, but as you come before the Lord, God gives you the grace. God gives you that ability in the name of Jesus. He looks at your heart. He gives you a faithful heart. Oh, somebody, God is waiting for you to just humble yourself so that he can begin to teach you certain things in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. give you all the honor. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Close your eyes with me. Every head by every eye close. This afternoon, I want to pray for you. To turn your heart to the Lord. What I'm talking about, you cannot by yourself produce it. The Holy Spirit will give you that grace and that ability. Even that heart, that heart. The Bible says that a good man out of the good treasure of his heart will bring forth good fruit. And an evil person out of the evil treasure of his heart so the source of your heart is what makes you unfaithful or faithful. And today, it doesn't matter what has happened in the past. Today is your day. God wants to give you a good heart. God wants to give you a brand new heart. A heart from which only good fruits can come out. Faithfulness can come out. The goodness of the Lord can come out. The love of God can come out. It comes from that good treasure of the heart. And that is why today... God is asking me to call you. Every head by every eye close. You are here. You want to say, Pastor, I need this heart. I need this heart to be able to 
bring forth good fruits because I noticed that I am a sinner and even the things, the good things I want to do, I'm not able to do it. But even the bad things is what comes out. Oh, Paul was at that point and he called himself a wretched man. But you will not have to call yourself a wretched man because there is help today. There is help today. As every head is by every eye closed, you are here. Your relationship with the Lord is not the best. And you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to him and allow him to rule in the affairs of my life. Oh, I want to pray with you. Close your eyes. Close your, don't forget about who you came to church with. There's a personal decision that you need to take. And as every head is by, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. Lift up your right hand wherever you are. Wherever you are. I need to pray for you. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. Lift up your hand. Lift it up high, 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 high. God bless you. I see your hand at the back. I see all those hands. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. God is changing you. He's transforming you. Today is mark a turning point in your life. Oh, yes. People will see you. They will not recognize you because God is about to do what eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Even men cannot understand how you, an ordinary person, can be lifted up high like that. With your hand lifted up, do one more thing. Leave your seat and come to me right now. Or just help them to come to me and clap for them as they come quickly. Clap for them as they come. Keep coming, keep coming. Leave your seat and come. God bless you. God bless you. Keep clapping. You lifted up your hand. Don't stay in your seat. Don't say, just stand here. Just stand here. Keep clapping for them as they come. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Your life will never be the same. Your life will never be the same. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you, brother. Come to Jesus. Let him transform you. Let him change you. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Did I see a hand here? Leave your seat and come. The Lord wants to bless you. He wants to transform you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you are standing in front, I want you to pray this prayer after me. And the whole church can join us as we pray. Say, Heavenly Father, today I surrender my life to you. Have mercy on me and forgive me all my sins. Today, I invite Jesus into my heart as my Lord and personal Savior. Please write my name. In your book of life, I thank you for saving me. Thank you for writing my name in your book of life. Thank you that I'm born again. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I pray for these wonderful sisters and brothers who today receive you as their Lord and personal Savior. Lord, I pray, let today mark the beginning of your great work in their life, Lord. Let none of them fall by the wayside. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will fill them, and Lord, you will guide them, uphold them, and strengthen them. May your grace rest upon them. Lift them up, Lord. Establish them as pillars in your house. Father, I pray that, Father, you will bless them to be a blessing from today. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-E. God richly bless you.